The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and we've booked our place in the next round of the Premier Sports Cup. Another Saturday watching on the TV, but it's three wins, nine points, and just the 15 years between Charlie Mulgrew scoring his second and third for United. Join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Elgin and our both review, East Fife preview, rumour mill, new contract, women's team, lottery, loan report, games or goals, and on this day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 104 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Ryan Gold. You're listening to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast. As we record this, it has been a year already for yourself and knowing you like the older people. Uh, happy anniversary to yourself and Mr Andy Crichton. Indeed, indeed, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've made it because Cirrus Arabs tweeted out something about me and Andy doing the walk. So. Do you want to pronounce it correctly? Cirrus. Oh, cool. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so... Life's complete. So it's half past one now. So where, where were you that day at about half past one? Uh, I was in a world of pain. Cool. Yeah, that's where I was. In the, in the middle of Fife. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I mean, sure a few people have, have experienced that. It's always going to be uh, it's always <laughs> going to be painful. As it, uh, obviously, this week's been a lot of build-up on it. We've shared a couple of reshared things on social media and stuff, like the movie trailer, the mock chop major and, and stuff like that. And it's still the highlight of that day, seeing Ian Harks. I mean, it's one of them. It's one of them. Uh, it was funny because at the time when we'd done the walk, uh, I was I was recording quite a lot of it. So I think I've got like 30 videos of just sheer nonsense. And I hadn't watched them until last night. So I was watching them back last night. And there was there was things that we, like Andy had written quizzes out just to break up the monotony and the boredom a lot of the time. Uh, so that, that was a good memory thinking back to that. And there was also... Probably about two to two and a half hours worth of the walk in deepest darkest Fife, where there wasn't really many things spoken about, or like we were about thirty yards apart at one point for a for a good wee while. And that's no because we had fallen out; it's just because we were absolutely knackered and we were just trying to keep keep going. Like I was in a. If, we, in so if we've got pain. new listeners, that maybe don't know when you recalled it, but uh, you also got lost, didn't you? Lost in Fife, yeah. <laughs> For, for two and a half hours, yeah. Absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Which, at the time, if you're already struggling. It just made things worse, than Yeah, it? well, that's it. it wasn't, I suppose if you're doing it and you get you take a wrong turn at the start, then you're like, that's ah, fine, you know, I'm fresh. I'm fresh, we'll, we'll get back on the path and we'll motor on. But when you're 50 miles in and you take the wrong turn, you, you didn't see the funny side of it at the time. I will say that much. Uh, even looking back now, I guess I can't laugh about it. But uh, th- that was that was the hardest part, like getting lost in Fife. But that's that's for in fault. And the Hearts young team never turned up. Shot it. They, they shot it. Yeah. They shot I mean, it. that should be on record. That should be one of the main takeaways from the whole thing. Shot the bed, did they? Indeed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, seen that some of the videos at the end. I remember the end of it when you come. But you were a you were in dreamland at that point, weren't you? You didn't really know what was going on. No, no. It's, it's Do you remember looking... you got interviewed? Yeah, yeah, but. I, I remember having to say to the guy, look, can can you stop? I'm, I'm going to go to the toilet, which was obviously where I, I then went and threw up in the, the disabled bog outside the Heggy. And then I just headed home. So I, I didn't even care if that 
was recorded uh, just for the paper or if the, somebody was filming it, I can't remember. Uh, I was just a, a sad sack of shit come the end. Yeah. I really was. I was gubbed. And you were him to get your legs rubbed in by Andy Crichton. Anyway. <laughs> so it's been a year. So, uh, you know, you've mentioned it every day. So finally maybe forget about it as it's happened. Anyway. Last week, obviously, we were discussing that the Premier Sports Cup had got underway. We'd managed three points and we hadn't been at the group in four years. Mm. Could this be our year? Double header this week. Uh, Arbroath yesterday and... Uh, Usually we would just touch on the midweek game, but I think we do need to mention it because we were getting to see football being played for the first time in a wee while that we really, really enjoyed. Yes. You can only beat what's in front of you. That, that's very true, but it was uh, it was an even better moment for me because I managed to, I got a phone call for the shop on the, the Tuesday, the day before, saying that there was a couple of tickets. So I was lucky enough to get tickets. I don't know if somebody handed them back or, or whatever's happened there, but uh, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a for Cairn. I wasn't asking, I was just taking the tickets and making sure I was at the game at my allotted time. Uh, but the game itself, well, it couldn't have started much worse. Uh, it really couldn't have. Uh, we we got there and I was bitching last week to you, Ron, saying, oh, I hope we're going to go a back three or a back five. And when you saw the team line up, you thought, right, OK, that's, that's definitely a back three. And then we started and we didn't start very well. And then we conceded a... Fairly pathetic goal. Uh, I'm sure that even the players that were involved in conceding it would admit to that. But then after that, we, as you say, we played some absolutely lovely stuff. It was uh, it was great to watch. Elgin were utter garbage. I, th- I felt. Now I don't know. I think somebody mentioned that they'd maybe no had much of a pre-season. Plus they are uh, a part-time team. But uh, as you say, you can only be what's in front of you. But it was it was good to see some. Actual passing moves come to fruition with goals at the end of it. Kieran Freeman, the sheep, he's uh, he's been the star so far. Uh, so, so it was really enjoyable, apart from the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, played some good stuff. Got uh, players on the score sheet. You know, Shantley got a double. Uh, Peter Pollock looked off a lively. Nicky Clark could probably still be there now and he'll know have had their second goal when he decided to hit the keeper twice. Unbelievable, eh? <laughs> But what a finish after it, though. It was, and it hit it really well. Absolute screamer. Yeah. And again, then you look at the second half, you know, you make changes, you put some of the, the younger players on, and I think as fans, although you believe in what managers are doing, the, the talent you've got, I think sometimes, maybe it's just our way, you worry. You think, oh, could be too many young boys on. Mm-hmm. You'd have thought they were playing in the playground, the way they were knocking that bar about. Yeah, yeah. And I've... De- definitely, like it was, it was really, really good to watch. Like credit where it's due. But again, I'll go back to the fact that it was Elgin, and by the time that we loaded the pitch with the youngsters, we were about four-one up. So, if there's ever a game to play them when there's no pressure on them, that's that's the one. Uh, but it really was. It was enjoyable to see some of the passing. Uh, I never tire of saying the name Mockery. Uh, I thought he was class during the week. He, he just glides about the park floats over the grass uh, and he could pick a pass I thought Paula was excellent on Wednesday as well uh, yeah there was there was a number of good performances uh, Kieran Freeman Flynn Duffy also played extremely well yeah and uh, you know get the win like you say Kieran Freeman deservedly got the plaudits I thought he was excellent two assists mm. and and a goal I mean yeah 
I may have been surprised as much as anyone when Shankland laid that bar after him, but yeah. he was in a better position. And he was in a better position, and he finished it like Shankland would have been proud of. I quite liked when Freeman, he actually said it was actually going wide, missed of the time, and... Uh, Nonsense. <laughs> great strike. Nonsense. Great strike. I got, a wee, I got a wee message for somebody through the week saying, look, the, the reason he's, he's called sheep is, apart from the fact he looks like a sheep, is because uh, his grandparents have got a farm up in Inverbenvie way. And uh, when he's no at United, he works on it. And there's photos of him with lambs that have just been born. And Amazing. There's nothing that, that Kieran Freeman can do. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing at all. My um, favourite player. So, so on that, that was in our three points, which then led us into Saturday's match against Arbroath. Both teams had six points out of six on two wins. And the way it was looking, if you got a win, you were in a pretty damn good place to be mm-hmm. to, to go through. But uh, there was always going to be rotation. I didn't see eight changes coming. There was only yeah. three during the week, but we're seeing eight this time. Um, Liam Smith came in after injury, always expecting him to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis Nielsen had come on for a couple of games, so expecting him to play. Uh, Charlie Mulgrew hadn't have played uh, against Elgin yeah. and then come back in. Jamie Robson had played for suspension. So again, I wasn't shocked that Jamie come in. And then you had Ian Hart's Calm Butcher. Chris Mockray and Logan Chalmers. Logan, of course, was arrested during the week. We had a bit of a knock. So that was eight changes in the game. Um, Mark Reynolds and Jean de Fuchs, by the way, they, they weren't in the 18, or was it been 19, 20 players now on the bench? I'm not sure. But they were doing work on the park before the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just to tick them over a little bit. Yeah, probably. Uh, and still pre-season, isn't it? Still, still kinda, pre-season. Kinda. Still pre-season-y, mm-hmm. as it was. And uh, what better way to spend a Saturday in 30 degree heat at Tallinn's bacon doing on you? Unbelievable. And let's let's be honest, Arbroath deserve respect given how tough we found it against them, a Dick Campbell team. We and always it, do. Yeah, and it just gave, gives you a wee bit of fear going into the game mm. against these teams because they're always pretty well drilled or, you know, the way they... The kind of the way they play and they want to play football as well, and uh, then we were kicking doing the slope. Yes, uh, which is that twice that's happened now. No, it didn't. It didn't happen during the week. No. Sorry, no. But yeah, uh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I don't know if it's just a stickler for for you're, you're the way like it should be. Half. Oh, it got to be. Yeah, it's got to be more so when you've got a crowd in. Yes, in, in case you're needing. That bus sucked into the net or something. Yeah, that's you, you need a wee bit of support and a wee bit of, a wee bit of help. And you were back watching on the telly. Unfortunately, I was, but I was still basking in the fact that I'd been there on Wednesday. Uh, and just to go back to that for a second, it was it was absolutely brilliant to get back inside Tanadice for the first time since March last year. Uh, it was really really good. Uh, like I saw people saying, ah, I got a bit emotional. I didn't get emotional, but I, it was just great just to sit there, have a couple of moments to myself, just staring at the pitch like a complete loser and just thinking, ah, this this is home. This is, where, this is where I need to be at least once every fortnight. But uh, yeah, back watching it on TV on Saturday and I, I felt it was definitely a game of two halves. Uh, first half, I thought we were quite good. And uh, when I was watching the first half, actually, I thought, mm, our broth have maybe slipped a wee bit here. Uh, there are no as good as they have been previously against us because we were knocking about quite well. Uh, Logan Chalmers was looking really dangerous, although he tries the day too much at times. 
stop trying to skin Abdi, maybe lay it off, a nice easy five-yard pass or something. But his delivery with the bar, he's two shots. He, he had like a 60-yard pass, which when you watch football on the TV normally for England or Spain or Germany or wherever, like it's usually normal. You know, you see this a couple of times a game. Don't often see it at Tannadice. Uh, but he, he's a good player. He is a good player. He's probably going to hit a try and be more of a team player uh, because he does try to beat the world. And it's granny at times and there's no need for it. But the, So the first half was good. And then the second half, as I mentioned to you just before we hit record, because I was over at my sister's and it was a bit of a full house, it was very difficult to watch the second half because Abdi speak and and any total focus and concentration and I'm no good at dealing with too many voices and a TV screen. So I saw, I did see the game, but it, to, to me it felt like our, our both were by far the better team in the second half. I then had to go at the bog and I've missed what's happened to Young Arch. I Although I heard it was Nicky Lowe, and I'm no fan of Nicky Lowe. He's on. No, well, I didn't think. I thought it was the boy with a really bad ponytail. Well, possibly. Can I know? Either way, arseholes. Correct. <laughs> In for Henna ponytail. I thought it was a really bad tackle. I generally did. And this is what pisses me off a little bit because that happened. Well, Lewis Nielsen goes off injured. I'm not sure what happened there. I've not seen it back, right? Whether it was a foul or whatever. Yeah. But you've already lost one man injury. Mm-hmm. Then. Young Arch is getting his foot in the bar, he's enjoying life for a wee bit, then all of a sudden, smash on the on the byline. Yeah. Vardy is our subs. And I'm turns around and I'm thinking it could be a long seventeen minutes, this. Mm-hmm. Because I've already I already know we've used the three we've only used four subs, but three we've used our so. three opportunities. Yeah. Thinking that this you're gonna sink or swim because you're about to find out what we're really made of. Because at that time, you've got to remember... There was a lot of young boys on the Shanklin's off. Yes. Dan Watson's come on. Mm-hmm. Nicky Clark's now needing going to play centre midfield. Yeah. With Callum Butcher. Mm-hmm. You're, I would have thought Mockery would have been, at some point, might have come off, but he was going to be on. But as the game goes on and they boys are running, putting in a, a big, big shift. Yeah. And again... I felt he didn't do much second half. I thought he was quite good first half, uh, young Mochred. I think he fell out the game. Mm. Uh, did Logan finish the game? No, he come off. He come off as well. See, the second half, honestly, a shit show from my point of view because I just, I couldn't really see what was one to watch. Yeah, it, it's one of these, it's strange because I'm still not sure that, I didn't see them creating anything. There was one chance, with, definitely, that with Hilson, he should have buried it. Oh, you put it over the bar? Yes. For about five yards? You should, should have buried that. Oh, I, um, but I don't, I don't think, you know, I was never really doubting that they'll get a ball down for 10, 20 yards and smash it in the top bin or mm-hmm. nothing like that. Listen, there are a lot of chances balls come in the box. I think there's a moment that, I think Jamie Robson just kind of loses where he is slightly and the ball just misses, it goes over him, just misses the boy at the back post and you're thinking, that's probably a lot off. Yeah. That's probably a lot off. And then there's a ball across the box that's quite dangerous that Ryan Edwards then seems to pick up a knock on the back of it. Callum Butcher's doing for cramp. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was well, a tough we, end to the game. I know they're part-time, but in the second half, they seem to make us do a lot of chasing rather than actually have the ball. And absolutely no making excuses. But <laughs> I was sitting in my sister's backies yesterday and I could barely walk the length of myself. Never run, never mind run around a park chasing shadows for 45 minutes. So uh, the heat was definitely a factor. It's early in the season. We're probably getting worked hard in training as well. I think that was similar last season. You know, we were, we were at the cup games thinking, Christ, we'll look half a leggy and we didn't really look fit. 
It's because the the boys were getting worked in training. And the same as that as well. I was a wee bit surprised that might know have been like a drinks break or something yesterday because it was about it 26, was, it was 27. Hot, yeah. It was really yeah. warm. Okay. And you've seen it when, I think it might have been when Nielsen was down, loads of players come across mm-hmm. for water and, and whatever What, what else. happened after Young Arch got uh, walloped in? Was there like a skirmish? Did any of the players go over nah, and because, Mickey Lowe by the throat or the boy by the ponytail? No, nah, because what, what had happened was, for what I remember... I think I quickly checked the sub situation. I was thinking, we've we've done the three subs, and yeah. we could be in bother here. And he gets up, tries to walk, realizes I'm not walking here, and yeah. he goes down. You could see him; he's facing the bench, so I could see his face. And right away, you knew he's coming off. Yeah, he is coming off. And I thought it was a bad enough tackle at the time. I thought there was no need for that. He had his back to the, you know, he was facing the byline. The boy's never going to win the ball cleanly. But this is what annoys me: no booking. Yeah. Nay booking. And then from that, Charlie McGrew takes a wee bit longer on the free kick and gets booked. Yeah. F- booked. Like, come on, brother, beaten. What's was going on here? I was just the way to say, who is the ref? And what Shock horror, he he's booked an ex Celtic <laughs> player. I mean, come on. Exactly. Uh, it was, uh, I'll tell you what, we can't gloss over uh, Charlie McGrew's goal. No, we cannot. That was uh, sensational. And you could blame the keeper. Yeah, I get that. I'm probably... If that happens against United, I'd be pointing the finger at Benji as well. But to hear the boss to to take it than to go for it, because if, if it... Saying that, there's only 500 at the game. I was about to say, if it goes past the post, I'll be raging at you. But but it didn't go past the post. I hit the back of the net and again, nobody saw it coming. I, th- I listened to I listened to the Sports Sound uh podcast this morning from yesterday's recording and and Tam Courts after the game said yeah I, I'm I'm not surprised you know we were working on that all week in training and then the, the guy asked him what what but like scoring for 40 years he's like well I was a wee bit surprised that he actually went for it I was like well you're either surprised or you're no surprised Tam what is it was he working on it was it a fluke but it was uh, it was absolutely great goal for, for Mulgrew and does he only score three kicks for us he has that's, only that's, scored three kicks that's for that's us that's the yeah. fact is it when was the last time oh 15 years ago, I can't, can't remember who against. Aberdeen, double. Is that right? Same game. Oh, nice yep. one. Well, more of that, please, Charlie. He's Don't on free kicks for anywhere inside the opposition half. <laughs> just anywhere. And they're direct. Just, just, just <laughs> anywhere. Um, yeah, no much up, update on the Mikasin thing at the moment. It seems to be his ankle uh, that's causing a bit of... Uh, a bit of bother. Yeah, I hope he's all right. With that one. Um, and like you mentioned about the... Um, about Charlie McGrew and the free kick. I think they're they're doing a lot. I think Liam Fox is doing a lot with them in terms of um, set plays and whatever. And what I quite, quite it's a bit, I think he said yesterday, Tom Court said it's a variation, a training ground move mm-hmm. than we weren't on. What I did like to see, and I don't know if you've noticed this, is when we have a corner, what we are doing in the box. We are no just, we are no quite like the train, you know, the train routine. Yeah. But yesterday at one point, Mulgrew, Nielsen, Edwards and Butcher were like a, a human centipede. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, but it was good to see we're trying to do different things. Then yeah. the next f- corner, we're surrounding the goalkeeper mm-hmm. in the six yard box. And I'm thinking... So we're not just doing the same one all the time? We get shite. We yeah. get shite housed all the time at corners. Yeah. Whereas it's good to see us being a wee bit more and trying different things. And whether that's... I think uh, St Johnston done a really good in last year when all the big centre-offs start outside the box. Mm-hmm. So players in the box are thinking, right, what's what's going on here? And then yeah. there's obviously a signal and then they go. So it was good to see a wee bit of that. There was a couple of short 
corners that they went two on one. There was a um, there was a bit when uh, this second half, so you were too busy getting pushed, really. I mean, which is the real reason you've never seen the game. Is Arbroath have no picked anyone up in the edge of the box, and um, your favourite American hero, Ian Hartz, is on his own. And only because I heard the shout, I could tell the ball's going to go to him. But the ball to him wasn't a great. Mm-hmm. But it was, again, it was another different, we're trying to summon a wee bit of different yeah, set pieces. I mean, set pieces are massive Huge. in the game of football. Huge. Absolutely massive. Especially like a last season when we didn't really hit much of the ball in the games. You know, if we had been a wee bit better at set pieces, we might have scored a few more and no conceded as many. Uh, they are a big, big factor in a game of football. Yeah, well, we've scored two goals in three games for set plays and they are worked routines, which is... We'll take it. Always going to be a good in. Yep, we'll take to it. To be fair. So, uh, yeah, listen, it's nine points. We can't grumble. We can't But we're going to. Well, n- not necessarily. Okay, no, good. not necessarily. But it's... Uh, like we, we said it last week or the week before, whenever we were... Haven pish about it. Like getting out of this group was bare minimum this season because it was extremely favourable to draw. Uh Arbroath being the toughest game, which is what it may turn out to be. So three wins out of three is what I was expecting. But I get I, this this time last year we were probably bitching about performing as badly as we did against Peterhead. Uh so well, that, that that for me is one of the I mean this Arbroath team, someone said this and I oh. I never actually, I would have given them full credit, I wouldn't have bumped it, but I'm pretty sure someone said, this is, we, against our growth, a couple of years ago, six or seven of the team that started yesterday played, and it must have been the game that we either drew or got beat on, it couldn't have been Shankland's last minute winner, I don't think it was that, but it shows, they're a tough team. They are a tough team. Yeah. Well, how many times have we gubbed them? Uh, we've been playing well, them the last few years. No. We, we done it. Move on. We've done it. It's, it's all, but it's always close. Yeah. It's always a close game, whether it's a 1 0, a 2 1. It's always close. Yeah. League table currently, uh, we are top. We've got nine points. We are now through due to our head to head record. Yeah. So that kind of be changed. Our both have got six points. Kelly three. East Fife and Elgin both with zero. Uh, us, uh, us and our both have both played three games. Only got one game left. And then you've got Kelly, East Fife and Elgin on two. Um, looking at uh, our next opponents, it's uh, it's new Bayview, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean. It's not the greatest stadium in the world, but... No, it's, uh, it's very similar to Dumbarton's. Yeah. Just with the one stand and the, like the fence all the way around it. Holds uh, holds about 2,000. But at the yeah. moment, for, for what you see on social media, season ticket holders for East Fife can buy tickets and then it'll go in general sale to home fans only. Mm. And it is one stand, so it's that's that's not great. It's not great at all. Um, but East Fife beat 3-0 for Kelty yesterday. Yeah. So they have they have not started well and we would like to add to that on mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Given we're through, mm-hmm. given, and I don't expect stands or nothing to drop, but from a team and a lineup perspective, what do you think might happen? Well, it's hard to know because yesterday I would have argued to get out the, the group stage was a game that you want to be winning and you made eight changes. So I think you'd mentioned uh, that, that Shankland might get rested. I think so. Just that on was just your hunch. That yeah, was just your just my hunch. Just your your opinion. Uh, just that he started all three games and finished one yep. of them and had an hour. Hundred percent. Yep. But I I would imagine if if they say to Shankland, look, I'm thinking of resting you, he'd probably say no nah, because he'll see that game 
as an opportunity to score some well, goals. Well, so then I think it's up to him. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it is, but I probably wouldn't be of a mind to rest him because when's the next game? I know, I know that they're trying to arrange a friendly. They'll play a friendly and then they'll play Aberdeen the week yeah, after. and that's on the Sunday. I would so think... you've got 10 days rest between the East Fife game and the first meaningful game. I'll be surprised if Haughty, Paul and Clark don't start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another another guy, Haughty. Uh, he was picking a few passes on Wednesday. He looked quite good. Uh, so and he struggled at four for last year on loan. He wasn't didn't have a great. I mean, think of a loan report. You said he stand, stood out. Yeah, but on, then, I just thought he he's got an eye for a pass. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes he just needs to put his foot on the ball because he but he always wants to move it forward, which mm-hmm. I really like. It's a bonus. But I would think that I would imagine they'll start. I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Carson starts because yep. we're well, three now not? and yeah, why, why not? not? You know. Um, to me, what, what do you think? Or, or, or would you rather still go and, and make it? I mean, I would imagine Reynolds and Fuchs might come back in now. Yeah, I think it'll be a bit of mix and match. I think there'll be a couple of young guys playing and probably in the main, your your veterans, your usual first-teamers, I would imagine, will, will be back. But it's essentially, we we can I think we can still technically finish second in the group if the results go horrendously against us. But that's not going to happen. We just need we just need a point. I feel fairly comfortable and confident in saying that we're going to win, uh, regardless of what team we put out. So, Tom Courts is in a, a fortunate position where he could probably experiment even further if he if he wants, or he could further cement whatever systems that he's he's going to be focusing on for the rest of the season. He clearly likes his three at the back. It's a risk and reward. I mean. We're going to come up against teams with that, and you saw the way that we were knocking the ball about on on uh, Wednesday. Now I get it was only Elgin, but that can I mean you can play like that against better teams, you know. But we also saw Elgin getting in a couple of times at the start of the match, and if you play a better team and they get in a couple of times at the start of the match that easily, then you're three nothing doing in fifteen minutes, and it's a game over uh, before you've even got going. So it's. The system that we're looking like we're going to be employing, although I'm no great big fan of it, that is a risk and reward, and we're just going to hope that there's more rewards than risks taken. Mm. You play other nice footballs, but you need to keep it shut at the back. Correct. Uh, Correct. At the same time. But it's been nice to be scoring some goals as well. And In magic. You first, know, first game back and you get six goals. So, probably should have been a couple more. Yeah, yeah probably should have. And... Um, what have you made of the three, well, the two and a half games that you've watched so far? Because there've been three quite different fixtures. I think, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the, the the start of Kelly to the emphatic win to the hard work yesterday. Yeah, well, you've kind of seen a bit of everything. Kelly was a bit of a slog, uh, where we we gave up some chances. Uh, Elgin, we gave up some chances, but then we knocked the ball about beautifully for a large period of time. And we were clinical as well at the at the right end of the park. And then yesterday, we played some nice football. And then we changed the team around. And our both were definitely getting the better of us. Uh, but we held firm, you know, even as you say, even when we went down to 10 men through no fault of our own, we still held firm. Everybody dug in. All the young boys will I'll, I'll do them any harm to have played in a game like that and have come through it with success. So it's, it's probably past marks just now, but... There's still there's still a lot to be worked on, and that that's no like that's I'm not saying anything that Tom Courts or Tony Asgar or any other fan watching doesn't know. Like there's still a lot to be worked on, and and there's also potentially 
couple of players that might come in. So, well, it was good to see. What was good to see yesterday is when the backs were against the wall as mm. such for the last ten minutes. How kind of resilient, yeah, dig in the war, and yeah, it and, meant something to them. Yeah, when it doesn't mean something to you. That's when teams just yeah. they get I, the one. Listen, and get another. if that's a couple of games before the end of the season, you've not to play for. But this is get out of this group, mm-hmm. secure it the day, work hard, and then the day you're working for a space, you're looking to be in that starting eleven. Yep, competition for places all over the team, I would say, uh, which is no bad thing. Yeah, it, definitely. Definitely, but it's been three very different games, but there's been a lot to take out of all three of them, I think, mm. you know, and it's just getting them into that one. And um, But East Fife, Tuesday night, we imagine we all watching it on the telly, um, as it is, but um, Premier Sports Cup campaign right now, it's going pretty well. It's, it's going pretty well. It's I think well the second the round is the weekend of the 14th and 15th of August. August, yeah, yeah. Is what it is. So bring on a Dundee Derby. Is that what you're saying? No, well, I was just saying, thank Christ, because you know, I wasn't ready for a free weekend already. So I'm kind of glad we've. I know. And we've done pretty well this I time. I mean, there's. Is it Ross County? Is that the team that's had two games? County are riddled. Ah. There's no just door handles they're licking up there. It's Ahan. Ahan. Ahan and each other. It's uh, it's a bit mental. Like they're, they've essentially just gave up on it then. Mm-hmm. They're out. They'd be as well just saying they've got, they've all got COVID, the next two games and up. <laughs> Uh, it's just madness But they're in Dundee's group Aren't they? Yeah So Dundee uh, had to play Dundee yesterday ma. I was led to believe And they probably still lost uh, Well they drew Is that right? <laughs> There's a shock yeah. That's how hopeless they are I can't even bet themselves okay, Unbelievable <laughs> Unbelievable But yeah that, That's Tuesday night Again if anything does come out But I do check the uh, Club website and whatever, But it seems to be Just home fans That'll be heading to New Bayview yeah. to face uh, Stuart Murdoch and his East Fife mates. Danny Swanson's still there? Don't think so. Right. Oh, well. Don't take that as a road fox fact. Yeah. Or do. Or do. <laughs> if it's correct. <laughs> um, rumour mill uh, this week, only one name has been linked this week, given uh, last week when we had a stab at a couple of names and... Uh, no, it's none of them. I've said it before. If we mention it, it's no happening. <laughs> it's no happening. So can we can we say now that Messi is going to sign a new contract at Barcelona? Is that what's happening now? Uh, it's probably if, if, if they're allowed to get him to sign yeah, a new contract. Uh, what a shit show over there! I know, I know. I'll just take the fifty million for the year. He'll be all right. James Scott from Hull has mm. been uh, been linked. He used to be at Motherwell. Um, I, Forgive my ignorance, but I don't really remember any of them. Given we were Same. in the championship, Same. the year he was tearing it up, it seems before yeah. a one point five million move down south. But his yeah. name has been linked. That's about it. But Tam Courts did say yesterday in an interview on the BBC that they're uh, working on a couple of fronts for players, and we'd like to see some. I think he used the word traction. I'd have said movement, but. He's clearly well versed for me, even though he's a fifer. Management um, speak. One or two players may be coming in the door, but mm. until I see a scarf above his head, yeah. I believe in nothing. Because no, we've already had this a couple of times. Of course, I'm the same. Uh, and exactly the same as you in, in respect to the laddie James Scott. I, I know the name. That's it. I don't know anything about him. I couldn't. I didn't care what position he plays around. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's a forward winger, possibly. We, we don't play wingers. Well, we do, but they're called wing backs. <laughs> so 
So well, that's another thing. That's a big ask. I mean, in this system that we're employing, there are boys that are button buzzing the box. Yeah. Uh, to give football speak, by the way. Uh, Logan Chalmers and Chris Monkery yesterday deployed as a double ten. A double ten. What tell you that? Red on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the foot, 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 football's a simple game. We, we, it's not it, now though, because we play no, three five is, two, but it's inverted uh, full well, backs, well, and then it's a five, and then it's a, and then the six drops into be an eight, and well, then the four moves to the five, the three goes to a two. People are overcomplicating football and come about chili cheese hot dog. Yeah, that's you can't. I mean, that's a complicated thing, clearly, because it's never been seen. But uh, I, I think sometimes people overcomplicate <laughs> football. Honestly, I really do. a double ten. Double ten because they weren't deployed as a, a seven and eleven. They weren't deployed as wingers. They were a double ten. Jesus Christ! Okay. Ryan Edwards signed a new two-year contract on the big man. Uh, so it's a year's extension, but it's a new fresh two-year deal. Yeah. Um, happy with that? Delighted with that. Yeah. Uh, we as delighted after he's seen his first forty-five minutes against Elgin on. Because uh, even he had a joke about that. Yeah. Well, it was was it announced before that? I don't think it was. No. Was it? No. So. Nah. It was his pass, though, that yeah. led to the goal. Oh, no, I'm more than aware of that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it's, it's a great bit What did business. you call him again? Hopeless big, what was it? No, that was Reynolds I was shouting ah, right, when he yeah. set up the fifth. <laughs> we had a, a dreadful pass that somehow got through to somebody that then started a, a move for the Sheep to score. But mm. uh, no, Edward signing, is, uh, that's a great bit of business. Great bit of business. You, you've, I think when everybody's fit, and if we are going to employ this three centre-backs thing, I would have to believe that Mulgrew, Edwards... And Ian Other. And Ian, yeah, exactly. Uh, I would probably like to think... What a good-looking centre-half pair, Matt. <clears throat> well, I mean, they're better looking than me and you. Jesus. But that's a low bar. It's very low bar, Low yeah. bar. But, yeah, it's uh, it's good news. It's good news getting him signed up for an year. And uh, Logan Chalmers set to join him by signing a new deal this week. Hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, and if we can maybe get him a, even if if you're allowed Twabas on the park, that'd be great. That would. Be, I mean, I can I can they employ the tactics doing in the the Euro Championships the other week oh. when there was Twabas on the park. But if if Logan can get a bat his cell and just let the other twenty one boys just fight amongst themselves, but you were actually the other end. when you were speaking about Logan earlier on. I actually meant to say that there was at one point he he, he was looking to make. He was looking to make a pass and he never really got the option. He, I think he sticks the ball back to Liam Smith. But after that break and play, Callum Butcher said to him, beat the man. Go, go against yeah. one-on-one. Yeah, Take the man on. Because yeah. he can. Yeah. He's got more than enough ability Definitely. to be skinning guys. Definitely. And again, listen, he's only played what? 30-odd games. I mean, no, I was just in general in pre-season. He's probably only oh. played about what? An hour and a half? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot more to come. A lot more to come. Definitely. Two years, High hopes be, for him as well. It'll certainly be good. Um, how indeed is your loan report and everything looking? It's still a bit light because we've only we've only got Ross on loan, but Ross Graham at Dunfermline. So Big Ross has had two games this past week for the Pars. The first in midweek was down at St Myrne, where the Premiership side came out on top with a 1-0 win. The second of the games was on Saturday, where a thousand Fifers were inside East End Park. I'm assuming they were Fifers. As Dunfermline humped Dumbarton 5-1. Ross hasn't got himself on the score sheet yet for his lone side, but he has played every minute of their three games so far, and that is what matters to him and United this season. The women's team. Well, it was a quiet week for the women's team with not much happening, not much apart from two departures and two signings, that is. The two new players that have been brought in are 
Cassie Kalper and Ern Katenach. Both of these ladies have been signed after previously playing with top flight side for for Farmington. Ern is a fullback, and I've got it on good authority. Cassie is usually angry. I won't say who told me that. On the departures, it is with a heavy heart that we have to report that Stina Klippe has left the team to return to her native Norway. She'll be a hard act to follow as she was a really good player, and I'm personally devastated because I love that name. She is uh, no longer staying on the club. She's never stayed on the club. Uh, the other departure was Holly Napier. Holly has decided to ply her trade elsewhere after playing 20 times, scoring four goals for the team last season. Good luck to all four ladies. The United Futures lottery jackpot's not been won this Friday. It is £1,500 on the next draw. The Elite 50-50 match day draw returns on the 7th of August. You can sign up and get the details unitedlottery.co.uk Remember, all the proceeds go to support our academy. Here it is. The runaway success that nobody has said about us. (laughs) (laughs) About you. About me. (laughs) Pens at the ready, notepads. Are we ready to play games or goals? It's currently three all. Let's do it. Do you do you remember what players you had last week? Yes. Who were they? There was five players. Yep. Who were they? And there was forty nine toes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to check that for us today. Apparently, is that right? Yeah, I don't know if they're physically going to say get your socks and shoes off. I'm going to count them, but Jeez, apparently see them. So, oh well, fair dues. Right. So very simple. The game. Um, you get a list of five players you get a list of five numbers you need to match them to that and those numbers can correspond to that player's games played or goals scored Paul McNichol are you ready for today's games or goals let's do it Rondo right here's your t- here's your uh, I was going to say your teams today here is your names today Craig Conway Curtis Good Danny Ogunmadi Graham Payne and Scott Crab. Here are your numbers. One, five, sixteen, twenty-one, seventy-one. Wow. Right. Any memories of those players jumping out of you? <laughs> Curtis Good. Uh, although I should have said Craig Conway because he won with the cup. But Curtis Good, I can remember his one goal. Okay. But did he play five times? <laughs> that is my dilemma right now. Who's that uh, against? His goal. Oh. Can't remember that well, do you? No, you know, I, I, <laughs> I remember it was in the, the, the Eddie Thompson end. Was it Motherwell or? I have no idea. Oh, I was just answer. asking you. Asking you, answer you prick. <laughs> Jesus, that'll bother us now. <laughs> uh, Danny Ogan, Maddy. Honest to God, I. Uh, did he ever play? Mm-hmm. He certainly didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he played one game and Curtis played five. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm no sure. So Craig Conway, Curtis Good, Danny Ogan, Maddie, right. Graham Payne, friend of the podcast, and Scott Crab. Okay. Paul's got one of these pens that you can, you can clip it down. It's got it's got different coloured ink. Well, he's actually done that for the players for his numbers, and he's on another colour for his arrows. It's 
That's some some setup he's got here. It's decent. Yeah. It's right. the first time we've been in the same room for a few weeks as well. Look at you, Ron. Indeed. Indeed. The Hegarty carpet is looking resplendent this afternoon. Certainly at Casa de McNichol. It's amazing what Hoover can do, eh? I know. I can't believe you've threw Danny Ogan Maddy at us. How? He's played. Listen, we've uh, been through the rules. We um, agreed on the rules. Oh. Right. Oh. I was I was away to say I'm finished and I'm confident. I am not, but I am finished. Right, we're go- are we going in order, yeah? Uh, well, go in order. Right. Craig Conway. Yeah. I think he scored 21 goals. Okay. Curtis Good. Yep. I think he played five games. Yep. Danny Ogan Maddy, I yep. think, is a piss take. <laughs> I think he he played one game. Okay. Uh, Graham Payne, 71. 71 appearances. Okay. Scott Crabb, 16 goals. Okay. I feel like I've got nothing. <laughs> Just looking at your smiley Craig shots. Conway. Yeah. Played. Oh. 71. 166 oh, times. Good, good. He scored 16 goals. <sighs> okay. Curtis Good scored one goal. He did. He played five times. Nice one. Danny Okenmadi played once, surely. Right, you get the point, but it's actually one goal. He played seven times, but it is one. One oh, is the right. answer. He played seven games. Seven games total. Yeah. But you do get that right because it's yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you, on his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So I got it right by getting it. You wrong. did get it right, yeah. But you got it wrong. Yeah. Graham Payne, yeah, played. 293 times Wow Okay He scored 21 goals Yeah And Scott Crabb Played 71 times Scored 8 goals Fair dues So despite Richie Rockerfell Saying you can only score 3 You've scored 2 this week Paul Correct <laughs> Correct I'm happy with that I've had a few messages Saying that you could score 2 as well And I've just proved it <laughs> I don't know how he worked that out But uh who knows? Who knows? But there you go. So, um. No happy with Danny Ogan Maddy getting in there. <laughs> it wasn't a one game wonder. Jesus. Played seven. You just thought he was a one game wonder. That's incredible. He was rabid. That's about all I remember. So, anyway, Games of Goals be back next week. Right, podcast merch. May have jumped the gun with our cult hero. That will actually be next week that that gets announced. And we will be reopening pre orders for the logo t shirt and the logo hoodies. Uh, in the next couple of weeks so that's that's all you need to know for there uh, right on this day to finish things off today in association with the Arab Archive preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006 tw- uh, I was going to say the 12th of July no it's not it's the 19th of July is our focus today two games and uh, two signings to tell you about Starting in 2005 a superbly struck Barry Robson effort was enough to win United the Forfordshire Cup in a well contested match against Forfordshire at Station Park Gordon Chisholm field their full strength team for the game with an impressive front line 
Now, I'll just repeat that. Impressive front line that featured Agent McIntyre, Stevie Crawford, and Lee Miller. I mean, one of them is impressive. Also appearing was United's new goalkeeper, Derek Stilley. And Sean Dillon defended him when he was <laughs> when he was on the podcast. Ah, Sean was on for that long. He was probably... Defended he was, Abdi, did he? Probably done in by then. Uh, to 2016, we faced League Two side Cowdenbeath in the second of uh, their Betfred Cup Group C matches. First competitive home game of the season, manager Ray McKinnon made four changes to the starting lineup that drew one all with Arbroath the previous Friday. A Simon Murray hat trick goals from Cammy Smith, Lewis Toshley, and Henry Anyar gained us the three points and a 6 1 win against Liam Fox's team. Is that right? Yes. I never knew that. that. So he has been an assistant for a 6 1 win at Tanadice and has been pumped as a manager 6 cool. 1 at Tanadice. Our first signing today. Joined United in a free transfer, signed a two-year deal with the club, got off to an impressive start, stunning long-range strike against Motherwell to win the club's first home game of the new season. But a series of injuries and fitness problems saw him fall out, in and out of the side for his remainder of his contract. On this day in 2014, we signed Mario Balatti. I liked Mario. I think he was quite a good player. What about the goal? Incredible goal. Did he mean the touch to come across? I didn't think he did. I think it was a poor touch and then an incredible finish. By the way, uh, did you see Shankland's touch yesterday when he puts it over the boy's head? And I'm, like, I'm not sure if he meant that yet, but I need somebody to put that on Twitter. It, it come off, oh. so he meant it. Incredible. No, Balati, he, he had a couple of decent games for us. Like He had a couple of good games against Dundee as well. One at Dens where he just he just ruined the hill back line at, at Dundee that day as well. Scored a, I think he scored a penalty and then he'd done a funny wee dance. And there was also a Dundee fan at Tanadice that tried to hear a go at him and he got put on his arse. Big fan of Mario Blatty. He, he was he was really unfortunate we we injuries when he was at us, but that Motherwell goal will, will be missed people's abiding memory of him. Decent. Decent. Screamer. A second signing had spent his entire career in Holland before joining United, turning down a move to Premiership side Kilmarnock in the process. Went on to make 31 appearances, scoring three goals, but was played mainly out of position, out wide, instead of as natural as a 10. On this day in 2016, we signed Nick van der Velden. Nick had someone like... What was your first impressions of him? Because I think the first time I saw him, it was against Queen of the South. First game of the season. Uh, it was one all, and he, he scored. What was your first impression of Nick van der Velden after that game? What, what were you thinking? I thought he was a player, really good player. I thought this boy is going to win us the league single-handedly. I think when he got stuck in it, I'm pretty sure Sean Dillon, again, will throw him under the bus, mentioned that, that there was a fair few players got played out of position over yeah. his time. Yeah. That Dar- just in Darko uh, Badul, he mentioned him, didn't he, when he was on? Yeah, but, but van der Velden, I, I remember a game, it, it was the... I think it was the one just after New Year when Hibbs absolutely pumped with three nothing through there, uh, and Van de Velden was up front on his end that night. Oh. It was oh everything that could have been shite about that night was shite, uh, but I thought skill wise he he was one of these players when he came to us he he must have been the other side of thirty as well. He was thirty five, right? Uh, so when I first saw him, I'm thinking, how have I never heard of this guy? This guy is ridiculously good here. But uh, it just never happened for him, you know, for whatever reason, probably because we never played him in his best position. But He, he must be, because he's going to be 40 this year. 
So Jesus. he would have been thirty five. <laughs> so I, uh, you would have been, you would have been thirty five, but yeah. he was, he was, he was fat. He was, he had something. Uh, yeah. he was very, very skillful. Yeah, player. and then he, he disappeared to Bali, didn't he, for a wee payday, yeah. and then that's where the Willow Flood thing happened. Yeah, that Willow him and Willow got to can I too ugly? Then I get in this country, <laughs> and that was that. But there you go, Mario Bellotti and Nick Van der Velden. Both signed uh, on this day, 2014-2016. Both Dutch. Both Dutch. Yeah. Both Dutch. There you go. What a, way, what a way to finish things off. Can speaking about that. how Nick van der Velen should have won us the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So at the moment, you know, United are obviously trying to get a friendly for next Saturday. Whether fans can be at that, I don't know. Uh, I imagine the, whether it's home or away, we don't know yet. If that's the 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 thing, it's another Saturday with no football. What are you going to do? I, I I can tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be going to Hobbycraft. I Why seen not? You, I seen you tweeting some push for your official social media account, uh, and I'm telling you right now publicly, I'm not happy about that, Rondo. Why not? Okay. Paradise. It's it's no to me. It's no. What a way to start your your day. You know I mean? Go like, there, no. parts and I crafts. I just go for a walk and they laps at Dan Dice or something. <laughs> just something to make us feel closer to football for a Saturday yeah. afternoon. So, yeah, even if we do get a friendly arranged, I can't see numbers of any sort of decent level getting in to watch it. So, Don't hmm. the numbers go up in the morning though? Shouldn't it be allowed like up to 2,000 in the morning? I, honestly, don't, I don't can watch, I don't watch the news anymore. I just can down south... They're led by a complete buffoon, but he opens Ahan up, and then up here, well, yeah, that's. Uh, we're that's, not a political podcast, we're, we're, but, we're, just, uh, but just let me back in the games, yeah. please. Just stop licking door handles. <laughs> do whatever we're doing in Dingwall, <laughs> and just whatever you're doing, do have a, a a great week. Correct. Just remember, don't forget to wash your hands and your asshole.